But it's now time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. Uh, medicinal cannabis scripts keep on coming. Kia ora, Charlotte. They do, but the local industry and farmers are yet to see the benefits. Data from Te Whatu Order shows since medicinal cannabis was legalised back in 2020, prescriptions have grown from about 1,000 a month to over 8,000 a month. Southern Medicinal has converted Southland's old Matoda paper mill into a medicinal cannabis and hemp growing testing and processing facility. But founder Greg Marshall says they can't actually sell anything yet. We peaked uh, operating nine different sites. Right now we're down, we're currently operating three. The reason we've uh, put sites into hibernation is that we, the rules in New Zealand have been uh, very difficult to navigate and even though there's massive growth going on, we simply can't access the market until the rules are changed. Mr Marshall says the New Zealand medicinal cannabis industry is in utter disarray and many businesses are close to going under. He explains what's holding them back. Right now there is a requirement that from the moment the plant is cut down that everything that happens happens inside a pharmaceutical process or a GMP certified process. That's not required anywhere else in the world, certainly not required in Australia. But what it does do, it means that the, uh, we have to put in place pharmaceutical processes which drive cost up for no benefit. Greg Marshall says Te Whatu Order has proposed amendments to the medicinal cannabis scheme, but everyone's waiting for the new government to look at them. New Zealand is ideally positioned to produce the highest quality, most affordable product in the world, and I think it's a massive opportunity for the country. And for farmers to diversify, right? Well, that's what we started with. Our view was that we could support something like 500 hectares of growing and in the order of we could provide a new business line for 100 to 150 different farms. That's Greg Marshall of Southern Medicinal. To other news, animal genetics company Livestock Improvement Corporation has found more batches of semen used on farms in October were not up to scratch. Earlier this week, we reported the company had refunded hundreds of dairy farmers after sire semen used on 921 herds across the country resulted in lower than expected pregnancy rates. That batch was used on October 17th, 18th and 19th and now the co-op says some batches used on farms the following week had quality issues as well. LIC Chief Executive David Chin says they're taking the issue very seriously as getting cows and calf is the number one priority at this time of the year. He apologised for the frustrating situation and says LIC will provide an update for farmers tomorrow. The onset of El Nino has proved slower than expected, with plenty of feed around the country. Coordination service Feed Finder says it has over 10,000 bales of silage, baleage and hay on its books, and that's expected to grow in the coming weeks as contractors continue to cut grass. Weather Watch forecaster Philip Duncan says spring has been kind to farmers with warm days and enough rain. We're certainly seeing a bit of a broken El Nino weather pattern. We can see the big high pressure zones uh, that it produces and we're certainly seeing some long dry um, spells of weather around parts of Australia and New Zealand. But in the mix, we're still getting some rainmakers. So it's maybe not quite as dry as some people thought it might be by this time of the year. 
Mr Duncan says while conditions are good for grass growth now, coming into summer, El Nino will hit its peak. There is no crystal ball that can lock in anything, but our long-range data from IBM, which isn't perfect, but it is the most accurate in the world, does paint a picture of New Zealand starting to dry out more through December and January. So it's worth keeping that in mind, even if at the moment you've got some rain relief. Meanwhile, the delayed arrival of dry conditions and a lack of cash have stopped farmers buying grain for supplementary feed. Foundation for arable research figures show unsold stocks of feed wheat and feed barley are about double the normal volume. Far General Manager Ivan Laurie says that's forced growers to diversify this spring, with many sowing higher quality wheat for bread. Spring sowings of milling wheat have also increased with respect to last year, and that's giving a bit of diversity to the products that our arable growers are putting on the market. Farmers are always on the lookout for new opportunities uh, of even niche products, uh, you know, specialty grains, but also seeds with around $300 million a year of products going overseas. And when contracts uh, appear for, for example, vegetable seeds, uh, high-value legume seeds, etc., then growers will be out there in the market looking for those options as well instead of traditional commodities. Ivan Laurie says farmers should probably still plan for a dry summer and if they need grain-based supplements for their stock, get in early because the logistics of moving grain between the South and North Islands can be complicated. And just lastly, the summer fruit harvest season is off to a good start, with cherries and nectarines already hitting the shelves. Summer Fruit New Zealand Chief Executive Kate Halstrom says most orchards are well-staffed and good weather in the South Island has helped the fruit develop well. Just starting into things, it's looking really good and we're hopeful for a great summer fruit season. And we think there should be plenty of great fruit at good prices and we're looking forward for New Zealanders to get the most out of what hopefully should be the best season in quite a few years for us. We do have some really promising signals of, particularly with the weather over the you know, the previous few months as the fruit set and the outlook for the hot, dry summer this year. You might see early cherries and nectarines are, some of them are already in shops and ready to um, hit the surf markets very shortly. Kate Halstrom says heavy rain forecast for Hawke's Bay from tomorrow is expected to impact some early cherry supplies, but she says it's hoped cherry exports will surpass last year's crop of 3,200 tonnes by another 1,000 tonnes. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tora. Thank you very much, Sally.